0: Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management.
1: And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer.
0: So if you're confused about social media,
1: or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on
0: Let's Get Social.
1: Yay, it's Friday. How's it going there, Mr. T?
0: Yeah, it's going well. Can't believe Friday again. Where did the week go? Where's the time going?
1: Yeah, talking of this week, did you know that? Because I'm, I'm trying to mix it up here, you know, at the start, because you can't keep talking about Fridays all the time. But uh, Wednesday was Mould Wine Day. Now, I know you're going to say something like Christmas may be gone, but it doesn't mean you can't have a seasonal drink. Right. Yeah.
0: What are you saying, emer
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Nice to mix it up, isn't it? No.
0: So Wednesday's Wednesday in your household is mulled wine day. Thursday is tequila. Friday is cerveza.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't give up my uh, secret away. Um, but tomorrow is it's a national white chocolate cheesecake day. Now you know I had to bring in a bit of baking, but anyway. Yes. Um, so they say you can have your cake and eat it too. I wouldn't mind that now, but I don't think I can go to the bother of making one. I think I'll just go and buy
0: one. Do you know, I do love cheesecake. It is after tiramisu. is it's probably my favorite dessert. Our local restaurant in Ritoth, big shout out to Labuka, they do a homemade cheesecake, but they do one that's uh, crushed maltesers. <gasps> and then they do one with Baileys. Speaking of uh-huh. blood wine, how about a, a Bailey's Saturday for your humour?
1: Bailey's any day, you know. But, uh, yeah, so like you know, um, not every day is you know um, boring. There are some interesting days of the week. Yeah.
0: It certainly is, and and Friday though is the most interesting day, especially in this show, because it's when I lay down the uh, the joke of the episode. I
1: think I need to go more for more of a lemonade, and maybe <laughs> a unfortunately it's not Wednesday. But anyway, um, go
0: on. But listen, because you referenced chocolate, Demer, you know, I thought I would come up with a sweet. Choco Rich joke for you today.
1: Oh, you so, uh, free talker.
0: Oh, hopefully you like this one. Hopefully the listeners will like this one. Actually, I, I enjoyed this one. This made me chuckle. Um, okay. If anyone knows and our special guest today, and if Emer, if if you know all about Star Wars, you will know of the character Chewbacca.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: what do you call Chewbacca when he has chocolate stuck in his hair?
1: I wouldn't say anything to him because he probably eat you. <laughs>
0: Chocolate chip wookie. Uh,
1: oh, it's I, I Um, yeah. all I can say is, if you find today's supposedly social media joke, I don't see the connection. But anyway, um, well,
0: chocolate, chocolate, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll let you away with that. Um, And you have more of them. You are in luck. You can catch uh, Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping onto the Let's Get Social podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and the Dublin South FM website. So do go check them out. Now I want some chocolate chip cookies. But anyway, maybe maybe our uh, guests might be able to help us out there. Um, yeah. So yes, talking of chocolate, today we are joined by someone who will tempt you, Philip, with a real box of delights. We have Mark Loftus, an entrepreneur, and has over the years found some really interesting businesses, one of which is a favorite of mine, the Patty Box, which I actually ordered a fab treat box called the Not Before Your Dinner Box. Yeah, it was for a gift for uh, my goddaughter who's just recently moved to Cyprus and, you know, um, I got video and photographs sent to me afterwards going, I am the best godmother ever. So uh, thank you, Mark, you uh, ticked that box for me, no pun intended.
0: And it's very true because obviously when you're away from Ireland, it is hard for, for Irish people, you know, I've got family and friends away from Ireland. But the Paddy Box aims to connect those around the world to Ireland by allowing customers to create and ship a box of Irishness around the globe. Now, there's a great concept. You know, there's no better feeling than making someone stay. And we know you will feel the same when you send and receive a Paddy Box. So, without further ado, welcome Mark Loftus, founder of Paddy Box. To let's get social
2: hey guys thanks for having me
0: did the Irishness of my presentation of that joke uh, tickle you pink or just
2: I had to hold it in I was trying not to ruin your your, your sort of at the end of your joke I was trying to I was hand over the mail and so stuff I had to try and hold in the lamp oh
0: that's great I, I kind of thought that yeah
1: maybe you could start putting your jokes in Mark's box.
0: well see Mark wants to continue to have a successful business if I put my jokes in this box I think it would be you know a no-paddy box anymore <laughs> <laughs> But listen, Mark, it is great to have you on the show, and it's great, obviously, to showcase um, an Irish business and one that's having such real success with such a simple but innovative idea. And I'm always kicking myself, you know, why didn't I think of that, etc. Um And I suppose that's a nice kind of segue to start. Um, you know, tell us how you got started.
2: Yeah, so it was, it was sort of, a. Um, it's been a long time coming, I suppose. Um, I left college in 2009 um and obviously when that was when things were weren't going so well in the economy and stuff but I was lucky enough to start um another business a promotions business and events business with a friend of mine so I my a lot of my friends moved away um but I was lucky enough to have a, a job here anyway so um I was sending over a lot of care packages and stuff abroad to, to friends and family who had moved away to like Australia and the US and UK and we always thought like boxes would arrive bashed and like, like as if someone played football with them or they just wouldn't arrive at all and we kind of thought god and we were spending a fortune on the postal um, the postage of, of all the stuff going over we, i always talk oh there has to be a better way of doing this mm-hmm. so i sort of kept my powder dry a little bit and I think it was 2017 the start of 2017 um i like things were going well with the the promotion stuff so i'd had a bit more time on my hands to sort of give it a good lash and um so I, I started to put in a lot of, re, a huge amount of research in terms of packaging, delivery, products. Um, we did a lot of research online on, on in terms of like social media, doing polls, doing all sorts of surveys. Um, and then in November 2017, that's when we launched and things just kind of kicked off. And there we went fairly viral at the start and then it's just gone from strength to strength. So it's been a mad, mad few years, but it's been absolutely amazing, really.
1: So you were saying about like you... Um... You did quite a bit of research before you launched. Um, again, I have to say, like, I really was very impressed what was in the box that I sent my goddaughter um, because I have ordered things online before, Mark, and they don't stand up to what... They, it's not like that, you know that ad, is it seal that says, it says, it does exactly what it says on the, t- on the tin. What does it say on the tin? Yeah, they they... You know this company I uh, recently dealt with. They they didn't. You know, and they they left me very disheartened. Um. So what kind of like you were saying, like you did polls and you did some social media research. Was there other things that you did? You know, there could be somebody else out there with an idea, um, but they're not sure where to start. In a sense, of what way they should. You know, is it social media? Is it like in person? research what what did you do really did you find helped you
2: yeah well that like that was some advice that we've probably given I've given to a lot of people sort of like I put a huge and huge amount of time into research um Mm -hmm. because I knew nothing about gift hampers or anything like that before I started anything to do with logistics I hadn't a clue so um I literally was on Facebook groups there's a load of Facebook groups with like Irish abroad and stuff so we, we had like got on, I was conversing with people there. It was it was friends and family asking them what kind of stuff they'd like, family abroad, friends abroad asking what they miss. Um then we did a huge amount of work on packaging and having the packaging looking well like sort of for mm-hmm. social media and more so for for transit and mm-hmm. um, to have it safe in transit and we obviously send to a, a lot of different countries. So um melting can be an issue. Uh, for some packaging so we sort of had to do like we had to make sure that the the, the packaging was safe for for hotter countries and stuff so it was a huge amount of work went into that and then around the logistics side of it um there was a huge a huge amount of work went into that in terms of the delivery companies and how we set that up and a website and everything but i couldn't really push the, the the research side of it anymore like we put in so much or i put in so much um time it was was nine months straight of like real hard work at talking to people in person talking to people online phone calls Mm -hmm. and getting onto suppliers people were telling me to get lost you're you've you've nothing going on at the moment so we're not going to deal with you Mm -hmm. um but again it was just me pulling in information and getting it down on um getting it down on paper and i used everything so i had books and books full of notes and drawings and everything so um, yeah, like research is just key, and I've learned as I've gone along. As uh, obviously, I learn every day with this. But um, yeah, learning learning about the, the sector that you're going into is is really key. That's
1: looking at what your, uh, your competitors are doing would be another uh, angle. I would say, you know, what they have online, you know, and what they're posting. Yeah,
2: well, the, like I, I checked out competitors, but I wanted to be. I, I found at the time there was there was some some other people doing something somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. like they were say, it might have been like a shop or something that they'd maybe actually could buy irish products in but they didn't never really marketed it that well um and the websites were maybe weren't it weren't great so i sort of wanted to add my own little twist to it and add a little twist of like sort of nostalgia and real irishness to it like not diddly eye sort yeah, of irishness yeah. but mm. sort of things that we would we would have said when we were younger or um your mum would have said to you or something like yeah. that, that sort of stuff and that's sort of angle is the is the yeah. sort of personality that we've created for the brand
0: and you mentioned obviously Mark about the use of polls, um, and especially say polls on social media, etc. Um, like when you were crafting the poll, um, it would just just to get just to get, I suppose, get an insight from you, um, whether it be polls on Facebook or Twitter, etc. Um, did you kind of, uh, I suppose, kind of try and build? a following first of people who sort of were in your target audience and then create the poll to get their feedback or did you kind of put the polls up first and try and use that to attract an audience
2: yeah it was probably more the latter i we i just joined a lot of the groups and most of the people on the groups were just so nice that they i just got on and asked for a bit of feedback on an idea Mm, and maybe what they missed and then i just started to sort of post a bit more on in terms of what those things were and those like it was obviously pretty broad at the time um so I was just bombarding them a little bit I suppose with with different items you obviously had your your standard ones like your potato crisps like we we know that like it was more the it was more the chocolatey stuff and the the different brands and the all that sort of stuff that we sort of hit them with but yeah like I went in and they were just really nice people on them on the on a lot of groups
0: like I think what is brilliant about the idea is uh, like I see it myself with my own family uh through my wife, you know, where her sisters and brother, you know, are all either in America or the UK, in Dubai. And, you know, when they come home, say for Christmas, it's um, bars of Cadbury's. I know it's not an Irish brand per se, but they see it as being Irish. Tato crisp, Barry's tea, you know, Jacobs cream crackers. We're
1: getting hungry
0: now. Kerry goes, all this kind of stuff, and and like literally, well, literally when they'd go back home, um, or when they used to go go back home, they could do it. They'd be bringing kind of, you know, the the box of twenty four packs of tato with them. You know, so yeah. so I think you've kind of touched into a sort of a a sense of um the taste of home. Yeah. You know, because uh, I remember even those old Kerrygold butter ads on TV. You know, you kind of it was yeah. like the taste of home and stuff. Um, now, obviously, I suppose social media. You mentioned there obviously that which is great that when you kind of launched, kind of there's a real virality about the whole concept. People just embraced it and it ran. Um, like, how does social media play a part in your your marketing strategy and your success? I suppose.
2: Um. It, yeah. It's pretty big. Um, yeah. Like our main sort of channel would probably be Instagram now. It was Facebook at the start, but in terms of the content we share, um, and and getting out that wider audience, like the social media is a massive, massive part of it. Um, it's allowed us to create that personality that we wanted to, that we wanted to get across. Um, in terms of how we speak to to our audience and how we want to speak to them going forward, social media has basically given us that platform mm-hmm. to do it. So, like we we can't really, if I was to thank them, we, we thank them. It'd be great, but like, um, it's made it a hell of a lot easier for us to get that personality across. So it's been great, and and we had a very particular personality that we wanted to get out there. So it's 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 been a huge driver in in both sales and even just building our audience.
0: And are you are you finding, I suppose? That the sense of Irishness and what Paddy Box stands for, and this probably comes across very much through social as well, because um, even the way you've stylized your Instagram, it's it's so Paddy Box, even though it was Emer who put me on to your brand, you know, but the images of the Tato and even just kind of just embracing some of the fun things that happened day. Are, are you finding that it's not just Irish people, but say Americans who maybe have Irish heritage are... Suddenly embracing what it means to be a Paddy, etc. Uh, are you finding that that it's just kind of it's totally global rather than just kind of Irish people?
2: Yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, more so now. It's like before. It's taken a little some time, but now the like there are some things. Some of the, the gags that we'd put up or the memes that we'd put up are a little bit lost on people who aren't actually Irish. But we would get a lot more traction from abroad. So like it's taken a while. For the for the american people to sort of or even australians and so on second generation we're, we're sort of sending boxes to to second generation people now and the likes of australia and mm. america and uh, and that's so we we are it's taken some time as i said but yes we, we do get a lot more international people rather than irish people as well so sure and
1: right. do you find like uh you're saying your mix of content you know for those followers do you have to kind of like you would test you would go in and look at your insights wouldn't you and you'd see right that didn't work very well what would you say does work well for you as a brand
2: um we found over the last while that video isn't working as well um so it's like still images like so the likes of um our memes like and we just that's just a few of us sitting in the office <laughs> making up memes basically of old things that we used to say to each other mm-hmm. your mom used to say to you um or just nice product imagery of of the products um, yeah. with a nice caption on it. Like if, if it's something to do with old school sweets or something mm-hmm. that i like that you were given a pound to go down to the shops back in back in the day and you got a huge amount of sweets for a pound.
1: I got ten p. I didn't get a pound. You must have lived in a very wealthy well house. Must course. have been
2: loaded, yeah. So you get yeah. you get a huge amount. You get... I used
0: to get a pound as well, Mark. Yeah. You know? and I'd be at yeah. the local corner shop, um, and I'd get like you know twenty cola bottles, twenty flogs. I'd get oh, yeah. what they call them, bullseyes, apple drops.
2: Yeah, you get the whole, like, you get like, you buy half the shop and now like, you'd, barely, you'd barely get Anton for that. But like, again, that's the sort of tone that, and people sort of, re- it resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go, oh yeah, and you kind of just think about it and um, that sort of content works. I suppose it's it,
0: it sort of, it, I think what's interesting as well is, is the, um because even say, one of my favorite shows, um you know, Father Ted, sort of went Global, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, with such with all the Ar- Irishisms in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can definitely see why Paddy Box has has taken off and has been embraced.
2: Yeah, it's sort of, and it's just that nice humour. It's 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 all good fun, and it's tongue in cheek a lot of the time. And yeah, yeah, it's not too serious, but it's a very nice sort of thing to mm. thing to receive. And that's the sort again, the sort of personality that we wanted to get across.
1: Yeah. Is that how you is that how you come up with the names of the different um kind of hampers you do?
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well that my, my sister would take a fair bit of credit for some of the names. She's very good at that stuff. So if we're if we're thinking of a new product, I'd always go to her. She's very good at um just sort of coining those sort of little those are sort of little <laughs> phrases now she shouldn't coin the guan guan but like we just thought let's make one yes with that in mind and um, so yeah. we made that for that and like the not before a dinner box which is probably one of our most popular ones it's like
1: yeah, yeah. That's know, up yeah. with
2: but like our mum used to say that to us and yeah. she came up with that one and said like we just instantly thought boom yeah that totally relates to that sort of box so We'll do that one, and that's that's really gone well.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's such an Irish sign, an Irish mummy, you know. Yeah, but you know what's interesting as well, which is coming back into, and I think to a certain extent, is I think people, whether they'll admit it or not, do love nostalgia to a certain extent. You know, looking back on when they were a kid, like like you see it sometimes at Christmas. You know, like I grew up with Star Wars, obviously from my wookie wookie cookie joke at the start of the okay. show. But I had the, you know, the Millennium Falcon and all these kind of things. And like, when I see them in the shop, I'm suddenly, I'm like 10, I'm 10 again, you know, and I'm there, geez, that was, that was brilliant, you know? And it's probably very much the same, you know, uh, Mm. geez, I haven't had a bag of Tato since when I was a kid at Christmas or whatever. So, uh, so I think it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's using the power of social and marketing and branding to, I suppose, stir people's emotions very cleverly. And I think that's, is a real real success point for you
2: yeah exactly that that's you've hit the nail on the head yeah it's like and in fact people who live abroad um tend to get more nostalgic and more irish more patriotic when they live abroad as well mm. so um you tend to be you would be given out about ireland when you're here but then when you're abroad it's everything you become an absolute or spokesperson for ireland so
0: exactly <laughs> i know um like Mark, on your site you do have a, you have a fab a fabulous range of of um, items and boxes etc. Now, obviously, something that was very interesting and would love for you to kind of talk us through is the whole area of build your own custom box. Like, do you get customers contacting you online and giving you more and more ideas?
2: Yeah, every day, every single day. <laughs> and that, that could range from the most some of the most outrageous ones. Like a someone asked us. Over Christmas, if we could get them a, a joint of ham, uh, <laughs> a pretty outrageous one. Um, but yeah, I know that. that's where we get our, our new items from. Like, we add to it all the time. Like, we add to it most, like, pretty much every couple of weeks. If people come up with a good one, um, we'll just put it on. Like, we can do it pretty easily now in terms of sourcing. Very um, good. But it, the initial thing of the of the of the custom box was that was a it was a, a tough one because we our box is see it all, it can fit say one or two bags of Tato. so we had to do like the actual it might seem simple mm. on the side of it there but it's it was quite complex in terms of how what sections to put things in and all that sort of stuff but yeah um, yeah that, like we add to it all the time. So, and customers literally, we get two to three or I'd say every day of people saying, would you add this or can I add that? And, and again, that, that's and part
1: you of could, Sorry, I was going to say, then you can put actually outline, you could ask people, you know, like we're, we're thinking of doing a, you know, another stick on this. What, what would you like to, you know, see in the box? Mm.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the survey
0: again, the social media surveys, you know, um, yeah. even on Instagram doing those surveys, you know, yeah. um, with your audience were thinking of putting in either A, B or C, you know, what, what would you, yeah. um, and, and like out of interest, because obviously in some cases you're dealing with say foodstuffs or whatever, was there a whole uh, kind of rigmarole and regulations you had to go through with the transport of maybe foodstuffs or certain liquids, et cetera? Um, or certain items that you just literally can't ship because they could be flammable or whatever. Um, that's the whole area to probably dig into, is it?
2: Yeah, that that was more the start of it. So like we just discussed it with the with the, the is Basically, what we could and couldn't send. It's all pretty. It's all pretty much like in your face when they when they yeah. when open an account. It's like this is what you can and can't send. Now we did make a mistake, um, with the the girly night box. Uh, I just didn't. I don't even know why I didn't think of it. Um, we sent tan. So the tan was in a in a can, an aerosol can. Right. It was On the, the first day We sent out I think it was like 50 of them um, And there was a few promo- Like media drops as well And we Just started getting Red lights At about 5 o'clock I was like What's going on here And DHL were ringing Going What are you doing Sending aerosols you can't send these. <laughs> this is very dangerous. There could be a fire. There could be an explosion. So um, right. that was one mistake that um, that I won't make again. So yeah, yeah there, there's a, a few things like that. You can't say you can't send like you can't send battery things with batteries in them. And, yes, of course. Um, alcohol is obviously it's it's a bit of a grey area. We're we're trying to work around it at the moment, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of red tape. Um, yeah, liquids are fine. Uh, we send them with like our shipper is DHL, so yeah. they they have their own planes, so that, that's not an issue um and yeah like most things are are fine totally fine we also send breakfast boxes as well so that's again huge amount of research went into that in terms of the packaging and work with the likes of clonic um, and working with them for with the packaging so Mm. our packaging probably stays at the temperature for about 72 hours which we only need 24 hours but we're case scenario 72 so um yeah we're sort of well versed in all of that now
0: that's that's brilliant it's amazing what you learn as you go through. Like,
1: yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I suppose it is test, test, test. Uh, actually, of testing. You know, when you go to unveil, you know, new products, as you're saying, and you know, you're you're putting out uh, inquiries uh, and updates. What types of content do you find really draws your audience in? Do you like drip feed it, or do you um, kind of just go here it is, or do you kind of just again test, 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 see what works?
2: We'd usually just unveil it after a lot of testing in the background. So we'd sort of go to people, say customers that have bought a fair few things from us. Um, We'd maybe go to them and research them. What do they think? Um, And then we just usually unveil it when we kind of have it. We have it ready when we think it's right. That's this is right now. Um in terms of products we'd be swapping in and swapping out a lot of the time. And then once we think we have it right, then we just sort of unveil it and do a sort of a PR thing and we do like uh, as many get on to as many out news outlets and media outlets as we can. Um and then try and get as much traction, I suppose, as we can. Mm-hmm. So mix it up so between
1: social media, PR, um, if there was a the possibility of in-person kind of promotions, like you know, the way you'd go out to shopping centers or Um, At events, maybe uh, that kind of thing, but unfortunately, they're not. That's not it. We're
0: not able to do that at the moment. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, because we had some. We did go to one of the, or we've tried to sort of go to different showcases and stuff like that. But again, that's not. That's not happening for the foreseeable. So that's all. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's kind of. I suppose that, that kind of leads in nicely because I suppose with COVID, and I suppose we've been talking about COVID since last. March, February, March, twenty twenty. You know, like retail, very challenging. Um, like for someone who has successfully kind of pivoted, moved into this kind of this area, um, very successfully, kind of developing a business, kind of online, uh, social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, what what advice could you give to other Irish businesses, whether they're online currently or they're thinking of going online, based on your own experience?
2: If they're not online, it's get online Um, because everybody's attitude has changed now. Like it's Hmm. people, we are dealing with people who've never been online before and we might need to walk people through over the phone, how to, how to order a box and how to go through a payment process, which yes, no problem doing, but it's, it's, that's, the way things are now and people are disposable income is going to online shopping now by the looks of it so mm. um yeah other than that like in terms of getting online it's creating a presence and creating your own personality yes. is really important and we've sort of found that's been so important and it's and, and getting a good rapport with your with your own customers and your own your own audience mm. um and just yeah conversing with them we've conversed with them and we converse with a lot of people all the time so once you become almost a friendly brand, if that makes sense um, and that you're relatable then people are are maybe more inclined to think, Oh, that's, there's a face behind it, or there, there's a real person behind the, behind the brand there. So that's that's really sort of work for us. And it's, if there was any advice, you could kind of, it'd always be, um, try and be like a personable brand.
1: I was going to say, you're, you're saying, uh, get up there and be visible more Mark, especially more at this time, you know, post across the different platforms, um, including like Google My Business, which I feel a very underutilized platform, you know, um, get your photographs up there. Um, photographs seem to work really well for you, Mark. Um, but again, that's what we both say, don't we? We feel like, like you know... Um,
0: yeah, you have to like what you've done Mark you have to you have to get your brand out there um, and you want your audience to talk about it and you know I think something that you guys are also very good at doing is obviously just monitoring kind of mentions or when people are talking about your brand that you're able to get involved in that conversation um, etc like one just quick side question just to throw at you Mark Um, we had myself and Emer on the show last year we had um, a super guy called uh, Neil Schaffer, who uh, was talking a lot about, say, influencer marketing, etc., where the, the rise of influencers, whether there be uh, the staff of a company or it could be someone who has a bit of profile, were, if used correctly, uh, would be could be very potent for a brand. And is it something that you you have ever considered, or potentially down the line might consider, is having someone who has a, a profile. Uh, to be a further promoter of of Paddy Box or has it not really come into your psyche a, at this moment?
2: Like a brand ambassador type thing? Yeah,
0: or? exactly. Yeah. Um, you probably see them especially on Instagram, which obviously is a, is a key channel for you. But I suppose um, named profiles who maybe have, uh, from a promotion point, have received a Paddy Box and then give you a shout out or can be a promoter to say, listen, I ordered... This for my favorite person or whatever, I totally recommend them, etc
2: Yeah, like we have kind of been lucky with that one in terms of we've we've sent some out to, to influencers and stuff, and sure. the vast, vast majority of them have been really, really nice in terms of how they've reacted and how they're like a lot of them have actually, funnily enough and luckily enough, they've ordered themselves as well. So they've kind of been able to say, hmm. Listen, these are great, like these boxes are great. I've ordered this for my brother or sister abroad and yeah. Um we have been lucky in that sense and, and even some of the if we've dealt with some of the influencers that have maybe that are living abroad, they actually and if they receive a box from us, then it's obviously happy to because they obviously miss home as well. So yeah. um it's sort of a double whammy with that one. In terms of a, a brand ambassador, like a lot of work a lot of our stuff is word of mouth mm. because we we do tend to, as I said, deal with customers and and potential customers in a very personal way. Mm. So if something goes well we we hope like people tend to talk about it it's like if you have a good experience with something you'll tell 10 people but if you have a bad experience you'll tell 100 people so we try and really prevent and like even if so even if there is a, an error or, or there's a, a like a, a mistake in some way we'll always try our very very best to to smooth that over in the best way we can make sure the customer does end up happy in the end um and have a happy outcome with it. But again, yeah, brand ambassadors, people are our brand ambassadors a lot of the time. Yeah. We don't like, influencers are great and stuff and they do work for, for different businesses. But yeah, people are our main brand ambassadors. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Well, as I have to say, I can highly recommend you. And I'm not just saying that because again, I, I was saying earlier, um, there have been more times I've ordered things online and they haven't come up to speed or to the quality that you would expect. And you're led to believe And going on from that, I was going to say uh, one area that we're hoping we could touch on is regarding, you know, when you have customers that are hopefully happy all the time, but then you may not get, you might get the odd one, which I can't believe, Mark, that isn't happy. (laughs) How do you you cope um, and what's your strategy regarding, say, your digital customer service? Like, you know, you get messages on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What what would your advice be to people um, and how to deal with that?
2: Um, it is it, it is a bit of a minefield, to be I'll be honest with you, um, because in this new sort of age, it's people want a response now, like right now. And it's sometimes that isn't obviously possible at times. If someone emails you or it, it DMs you at half 10 at night on Instagram, and then they receive another message at 11 saying, question mark, question mark. Like, where are you? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a little hard sometimes, but like, I guess that there's obviously different things you can do in terms of like messages that you can give people that you're, you'll respond to them as soon as possible and stuff. But, um, we do have, I suppose it's a little different in our, in, in our approach. Um, well, uh, say if, if someone emails us, uh, on a, like hi at the paddy box at a, a normal business address, we we're a little bit less formal. Uh, on social media in terms of dealing people dealing with people because they tend to be less formal with us so we're unless there's a huge issue we'll obviously be we'll go through exactly the right channels and all the rest and but if someone has an informal request we'll reform like we'll reply pretty informally and help them out as much as we can so we we sort of deal with it and it depends on the request obviously but for the most part we deal with people like a little bit more personably on social media um and that tends tends to work and we, we are very responsive to people on social media and, and it's like it's all requests, like as you get everything from like the price of a box to like can I add in X, Y, or Z and everything like that. So mm. um it's social media is probably just as busy as our normal help email addresses and contact pages at this stage.
0: Yeah, it's such a big element. Um, the whole area of customer service and especially customer service through social channels. Because I think, you know, if even if I look at myself, you know, if I'm dealing with maybe my bank and I can't get into the the mobile app to lodge money or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not ringing up a branch or whatever. I'm straight on to Twitter, mm-hmm. to the customer service team to say, "Listen, I'm having these problems." Uh, or when I was changing over phone to a, a different mobile provider, all the interaction was through the Twitter customer service. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's where people now go. I think yeah, uh, I think we've become sort of digitized. For customer yeah. service,
2: people yeah. don't want to talk to people on the phone a lot of the time now. Um, they're, yeah. they're actually averse to it. Um, yeah. we, that does add its own challenges for us. And like, so we have like, you've got Twitter to look out for, Instagram to look out for, Facebook to look out for, the mm. contact page on your website, and then it's the normal information info at uh, email address so it does add challenges for businesses absolutely but it's like it's it's only positive it means like you're sort of like with social media you are getting there's people talking to you and you're inter- yeah. and you're able to interact with your audience which is which is great
0: absolutely um because any business will know that if you can manage a let's call it a complaint if you can manage that well potentially the way you handle that complaint could turn that com Complainer, complainee into an advocate for you. You know, yeah, Listen, had a had a problem and they solved it. Definitely coming back to this company.
2: You know, absolutely. That's I couldn't I, agree more.
1: Yeah, um, the same with reviews. If you uh, don't get the best review, it's best to go in and try and turn that around and and uh, and say, look, you know, it's thank you for letting us know. Uh, that yeah. glitch, we'll we'll be able to sort out straight away. And then your community yeah. could see you know the reviews that you've actually approached it hmm. rather than run away because sometimes people go what do you do and i go exactly always reply, yeah, yeah. you know
0: yeah no absolutely um i've got two questions here for you for you mark um the first one was from your customer point of view like uh, it does there's a the huge weight of all those Fiberless kind of boxes like obviously what emer experience etc and i suppose it's kind of what you'd call maybe the general public etc do you see are you uh, kind of growth or is it an area where you want to even grow more because i know you have the the corporate side you know and maybe it's a channel like a, a linkedin or maybe in connections with potential business owners who want to do say a corporate branded paddy box for maybe their clients etc is that something that you do is it in the mix uh I suppose is the first question
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah we do a huge we work with a huge amount of companies already um and they're they're great they and they add like a new a, it's a real challenge and a real sort of nice challenge um to dealing with corporates yeah a lot of them want something different and um like when you're, when you get a large order from corporates, like you can, you can really sort of express yourself in terms of, or we can express ourselves in here in terms of what, what they want. Like some of the, some of the corporates come up with great ideas for what they'd like for a particular project that they're doing or yes. might be a meeting or, or an event that they're doing. So, um, we absolutely embrace them. We can do a lot of, a lot of different things in terms of where we are now, in terms of branding and branded boxes and Brilliant. all that sort of stuff for them. So, um. Yeah, it's definitely on a radar, and even to to try and increase it, it's you know it, it and that has its challenges as well to actually try and target mm. the right people or, or who are who are making the decisions on corporate gifting and stuff like that.
0: Yes, because I always kind of like my background would have been working in say some of the creative agencies and design agencies, and because obviously of the nature of that business, where it's sort of being quirky and personalization of design, etc., I could always see kind of sort of that that creative business as a niche for paddy box been really cool um, with say personalized boxes that as an agency could, with their own kind of agency stamp on it, sending them out to to clients for, whether it be a client's birthday or Christmas or whatever it might be. So yeah, so I think um, I think there's such flu, fluid and kind of innovativeness that you can use. Um, I think that the second question I just wanted to throw in was, Myself and Emer, and certainly with other businesses we've spoken to, we've seen email as a medium making a return in popularity. Um, I know you have obviously an email capture form on your website, etc. Like is email marketing a big part of your marketing? Is it something that you're looking to grow um build more of, or how do you how do you view email marketing for for Paddy Box going forward?
2: Yeah, it is making a comeback, I think. Like initially we didn't get much much out of it to be honest Um, in the first first year or year and a half or so then in that like this year now I think people are a bit more receptive to it mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely something we're going to look to grow but um, yeah like I was a bit sceptical of it and it's like even just myself like if I receive emails and stuff like that I, I don't tend to be that receptive to mm-hmm. them but we are finding now that like looking at our, at our stats for for email marketing that like there's a lot more coming back a lot of people are opening them that's probably just we need a sign of the times. I suppose people are at home. Maybe they're just they're refreshing their emails a lot more. They're tending to have a look at things, and they've got a bit more more time to look at these things. And they're they're looking online all the time. So yeah. definitely something that we're we're looking at growing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, it's great sometimes if you are kind of loyal to a, a business. You like to get those updates you know not, not every every day or every mm. week but um you know it's nice yeah. to get an update on media news
0: new yeah. out. yeah absolutely um yeah because that's, that's what we've seen with our clients know, probably ourselves uh, you know say uh, a once a month or maybe you know bi-monthly kind of email with your updates or you know if it's around a particular time of the year where you have a, a special paddy box coming out uh because as myself and Emma always say it don't build all your audience just on we call a rented land you know yeah. um that email list is something Perfect. that you own as such
1: as we would say Philip, it's not selling media it's social media um you know it's not buy yeah. buy buy yeah. you know um talking of you know updating your audience whether it's through email or social media um mark have you any new projects or updates you'd like to share with us today and where would you like people to go find out more about you
2: couple of you're looking for a scoop on, on some of the other. we have got a couple of new ones um, <laughs>
0: you heard it here first <laughs> i've always wanted to say that
2: <laughs> um we've got we've obviously we have a paddy's day box um and we have an Easter box which will be launching pretty soon the next probably couple of weeks or so um very chocolatey based um, the the Paddy's Day one is more of a it's, a, it's it's, sort of more tatty if that's a, the right word to use it's like it's a lot of like sort of it's more for the the international audience I would have thought um, mm-hmm. just getting different Paddy's Day sort of bits and pieces for people having socially distanced um, Paddy's Day mm-hmm. parties or indoors or not actually celebrating it too much um, and we're also doing something pretty exciting with a big chocolate brand that I can't really say because that'll be launching closer to Paddy's Day sure. um, that's uh yeah, that's a, that's usually very exciting to, to deal with them. So it's um we're doing a project with them for the run up to Paddy's Day, which will be very um and uh, like uh, we'll be obviously we'll be using email and social media to update people on that one. Um, yeah. So we've obviously got a few we've a few more boxes in the in the pipeline as well um for the summertime. So that'll be exciting. But for the moment we're we're building up the the Easter and the Paddy's Day one and on our special projects as well.
0: Sounds exciting. Like I was just thinking there, and here's a great idea for you. I won't expect any royalties, Mark. Um, <laughs> there is that, uh, that you know, going back to my joke, there is that, uh, you know, um, may the fourth be with you. It's like a Star Wars day. Uh, yeah. because you could have like a, a Star Wars paddy box and have Wookiee cookies
2: in there. Nice.
0: What do you reckon? You like that, yeah?
2: <laughs> yeah, play on the old the, the skellings are right there. What is it the, for the film? There's all the stuff in Kerry.
1: Yeah. That
0: that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So you could do a themed cosplay box for Star Wars day and you know Oh,
1: you uh, have
0: them on a endless. there's endless. endless stuff. You could be a multi multi millionaire now, Mark, yeah. you know. So <laughs> yeah. just remember where you yeah. got yeah. where you yeah. heard yeah. of it. Yeah.
2: This time next year I'll be a millionaire. Every
1: year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we'll have to have you back, Mark, to get us on more, as I say. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Delighted to. No, it's great. It's great to chat to Irish businesses who um, have had such real success and are continuing to go upwards with such a clever and innovative idea. Yes, a simple idea. And I suppose I think I think the key message that I took away as well that you shared at the start, Mark, was you put in nine months of hard graft and research. You know, and yeah. I think that's such a key thing for a lot of business owners who maybe have an idea is that nothing is instant. You yeah. know, you there is a good nine months or a year or how long it takes to tick all the boxes yeah. um, before you go. Um,
2: Absolutely, it was learn, 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 and I still learn, learn, learn every single day. So yeah. it's keep learning, and there's always like there's new learnings and everything, and just the re- the research was huge, and like I spent nine months thinking that this is never going to come together and then it it's it comes together i suppose in the end like but it's it's just perseverance in terms of that and yeah when you're learning and you're getting things together and you're doing small jobs and you're just making lists constantly that's the that's the thing i suppose yeah
0: it's a great story and uh i'm sure emma will agree we kind of we yeah. wish you I'll every... be ordering
1: again i will be ordering again
0: yeah well, <laughs> Thanks, i think i'll be ordering as well uh because uh Especially the star wars one yeah i want to see the wookie cookies in there you know and the the, the vader bites there oh. you
2: go Oh, she loves the bakery, let yeah, alone. So I bakery.
1: Yeah. Block him. I could block him on social media because he'd sending me messages now, going,
2: "Here's another <laughs> one for you." you know? Jedi
1: muffins, you Jedi
0: muffins. For God's sake! <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> well, listen, Mark. It has been great having you with us today. Um, you know, thank you so much for sharing your your story, your insights, your wisdom um, with our audience, and wishing you every continued success.
2: Paddy really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Mark, you really did uh, come through for me because, as I say, it's very hard to figure out what you get a teenager for Christmas It probably has everything, you know, that way. Um, so um, thank you so much. Um, and I'll definitely be ordering again.
2: Make sure you let, look, make sure you get on to me anyway and I'll look after you. Make sure you're well looked after. <laughs> <for
1: you. laughs>
0: a super-duper paddy box for, for Eamon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So in the meantime, thank you so much,
0: Mark. And uh, as I say, um, you have a number one fan here through me. So. Cheers, guys. And i will become a fan too. So uh, so yeah, so listen, I suppose all I have to say is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that is left to say is I've been Philip Twyfe, the Curly Marketer.
1: And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media.
0: And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social.
1: See you then. Bye.